0: You take me yeah. oh okay. Okay, okay, yeah, put it for the for the, the pot, for the gram. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gotta get it. Gotta get it, baby. Ooh, ooh. Gotta get it, baby. Ooh. What? Huh? Wait, what, huh? Do, should I like always have keys in my mouth? Always like put keys over, in my mouth. Over filter. Oh yeah, dude. No, good. See, yeah. I like how you I love this perspective. You're low key a good photographer, dude. <laughs> dude, with the with the boom cuz it's like you know it's from your perspective. It feels good. You're telling stories. Test, test, You're a test. storyteller,
1: dude. And we have a whole episode bitching about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, dude, it's funny listening to the old episodes and like, because they are—they're like a month ago. Like, I'm feeling way better than I was a yeah.
1: month ago. No, no, this absolutely. thing's out. Like, because we're doing the thing. I mean, I mean, even in the last pod, we have the whole bit about like, hey, it's out. It's out, baby. It's out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How you feeling, Trevor? Dude, I'm feeling good. Feeling good.
1: So we got we got this podcast. Yeah. And now it's out it's out.
0: It's out. It's, it's out. Out like you just it's it's like the first time after winter when after you've been eating a lot and you've like started going to the gym again because you realize <laughs> your body's just really soft and shitty. Like and then and then it's like you've worked hard for a few months, you know, uh-huh. you've put in the hours, you've gone in the gym, you've lifted those weights. Uh I didn't lift weights. I was actually doing a podcast. But it's the same thing, right? <laughs> and then in the summer, all your hard work it's out in the sun, baby.
1: I got podcast body.
0: I got podcast abs, yep. man.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which means no abs at all, but <laughs> Yeah, when they're like what's your look? I'm like, dude, I got I'm going for that podcast look. I've got
0: this long beard growing right now.
1: I got this these pale chicken legs.
0: Oh, dude, I will say dude you're looking good man. Dude I'm trying. Dude, he's got these like really short blue shorts. They're I mean, electric for all blue.
1: These, these workout things we've been <laughs> we were talking about earlier. I mean, you, you know. This yeah.
0: Is I've been trying to get trying to get in the get gym. It? Actually not the gym, I can't afford that right now.
1: Uh, uh I tried
0: to go to the USC gym. How'd that go for you? Uh it's really expensive. For like a semester it's about like 150 I think. Really? Yeah, it's like four oh. months. It's like four months.
1: Mm. I
0: mean, I was like maybe Planet Fitness, but also like USC's yeah, close to my house, and I like getting coffee there. It could be a really good like,
1: dude. That thing campus is so beautiful. It's so, can nice. we take a moment to shout out a school we didn't go to? <laughs>
0: We a, actually talked about the podcast at USC. Yeah, right? isn't
1: that kind of ironic? We went to that gym, you know, so one, one of the competitors. <laughs> so it's a great school. There's there's two schools uh, everyone talks about, and I actually think that can be a subject for today. It's mm-hmm. just music school in general. I like that. There are two two schools that no matter what, I never find someone who was unhappy who went there. Yeah. And it's USC yeah. University of Southern California mm-hmm. 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 and University of Michigan that's true if you go to those schools yeah. you love them yeah you automatically blue and gold or whatever shade green of blue and gold it is. Is, is, is it green and gold no or no blue no Michigan's blue. like blue it's blue, and blue. And oh man we're gonna I get so remember. much hate dude I went there once it's, I did go there once it's, it'll be some exotic Fun, specific type of blue and they'll hate us and then they the have a great ho-
0: there's like a great hotel called like uh, The Graduate where in, in like near Michigan just off Off site, I was there with. Is that where your like teacher's hot or whatever? No, that's, yeah, dude, she's so hot. She's like wearing this plaid skirt, man. She's got those big horn rim glasses, and she's got an attitude. She's holding the ruler.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, and she wants to punish you. Is she
1: holding the the? (laughs) She's holding the Modus Novus, the atonal sight singing book, and she's like, "You're gonna transpose this."
0: She had summer classes with Nadia Boulanger, dude. She learned
1: all the techniques, all the counterpoint. Techniques. Wait, invertible? Invertible counter. Yeah.
0: What, what were we talking about? <laughs> so The Graduate, it's this, like, hotel where the hotel room is, like, a dorm. Like, they've got these, like, the carpeted uh, walls, and they've got, uh, you know, like, the school spear. They've got, like, the, the school paraphernalia, like, on the walls. You've got, like, a quilt, like, with your college on it. Like, it's really cool.
1: Dude, they know how to bring it out. But it's for, good marketing for both for yeah. both of these schools. It just blows my mind, and I was I was yeah. like, "How can someone?" Back I mean, years. I enjoyed my school, but I like the teachers, but I wasn't like feeling feeling the pride. I'm not running to the games going crazy. But these these people, they they love it. Like for the rest of their lives, they're wearing nothing but Michigan hoodies, USC hats. They, uh-huh. They're still they even even if they never win, they follow the sports. And I, I think I kind of get it. Besides just being really good schools. Is everything there's nice? <laughs> so <laughs> they've
0: got nice coffee shops, they've got hot yeah. girls, lots All of hot girls, lots of hot girls. Like, US,
1: USC, it's, I mean, come on. I have to stay off the
0: campus because, like, these girls are like 22, and I'm like, ooh, this, We're old this is of weird. Am I really, though? I'm 27. Am I? <laughs> Whatever you need to I do. Am I too old?
1: Whatever that's you need to do real, to tell yourself.
0: That's a, re- <laughs> that's a real problem because, like, our lives are super different mm-hmm. than somebody who's 22.
1: Yeah. Or even 21. Like Think any- about it. They had a five-year internet advantage over you.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, there are girls that have more followers than me, <laughs> and it's because they're hot and they go to college.
1: See, you should have thought of that before I you I should have thought of hot. that, dude. Should've. I
0: should have been on Instagram in 2013 as a co-ed, just like... Posting pictures of my body. I inspiration. should have really gone into, No, no. I should have been fitspiration, dude. They're they're, the in, they're fit musician. They're
1: inspirational, Drew. It's not, it's not just, you know, the body.
0: <laughs> it's inspiration. It's their personal blog. Yeah, they inspired
1: you know? me to- I need to start have a hot. personal
0: blog, dude, and have hot girls take pictures of me.
1: Well, you know, you're doing the next best thing, Drew. You're Plank on a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Both of them Oh, man, just not at the same me. time,
1: brutal. But- <laughs> But these two schools, I, I swear. <gasps> oh. Now, I wonder what happens to all the, the poor students who go to both. I have several friends who who, who wind up at both schools. Oh, Which really? Which do you choose? Yeah. Do you, like you have to. Is it it's kind like, of? Yeah. It's vegan and CrossFit. It's who do blood you, and Crips, dude? Who do you tell first? I, I'm really, Janet.
0: I'm really in love with Lucy. Lucy, I, I'm sorry. Lucy. She. Lucy's so much funnier. Would you say that I love Lucy? I love
1: Lucy. She has great intonation. <laughs> <laughs> these schools are nice. They're beautiful. They have beautiful campuses. Mm-hmm. So, me and Drew met for a meeting before we started releasing these things. Back it was January fourteenth or yeah, something. Yeah, and it was it's so It's January, warm. <laughs> and and this is L.A. And so we're sitting out outside because uh, it's, it's the it's, sun was out. Duh, it's hot. We had to actually <laughs> sit in the shade. Yeah, and we're drinking iced coffee in January. Mostly for Trevor, though, the shade, because we don't want him to die. I will catch fire. (laughs) It's just like paper. (laughs) If I walk outside, it's kind of like a, it's like a Quiznos, you know, just lay me down (laughs) and just run me through that. It's like, yeah, I want the toaster. (laughs) Yeah, I want it toasted, homie. (laughs) Take me to the toaster, man. It's it's rough.
0: Yeah, iced coffee, though. But I do it because they give you a straw. And you, it's harder to stain your teeth when you drink coffee with a straw.
1: Oh man, I just, I do it in a, a drip, but not not drip coffee, but where they hook up an IV to me. So it's <laughs> so
0: just,
1: just straight, straight into, back the, into veins. the veins. Well, I mean, it's that's safe. The owner, you know, way to take it. it's yeah. safer that way than if I did my use my own needles. So
0: I know dudes who used to like take it in the butt. <laughs> How <did we laughs> get here? Oh, you, know, you know, like yeah. how people would like to get drunk faster. Butt chugging. Butt chugging. Butt but just coffee. caffeine. Oh, that's not a bad Straight idea. Straight caffeine. They just shove a pill up there. Is Wired. That's, that's not a suppository, right? What's, yeah, no, that is. Is, is yeah. that? I thought that was your your penis. You can put a pill in? I don't know. There's like, or maybe that's a tube. <laughs> let's, <laughs> anyway. let's
1: not think about things going <laughs> that's in That's not
0: something I ever want.
1: Either. I don't want... So speaking of inserting things, (laughs) these schools, great schools, love the people who come Uh from and the beautiful campuses, Michigan, uh, everyone just talks about Ann Arbor and they're in love with it. I've had uh, many like faculty, some of my teachers, they had gone through Michigan and they all talk about Ann Arbor and I just Mm -hmm. didn't get it until the summer after graduating. I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. I took a, a gig Teaching music production, so mm-hmm. pop music, EDM, just with Ableton and Logic. And the very first two weeks of this, kind of, a, it's a intensive a summer intensive. So students will go nine to five, and it's just with you. So, so it's so not really it, like a camp. It's like a tech thing, like and a, there just happen to be music production and technology. And when but was, when was this? Uh, I guess the summer of. Uh, 2015. Was would, this before Julia? Right after, after? graduate. Right, right after, after graduate. Graduation. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Um, and I was like, I need money. Uh, I got to do this. And and so, so the that's first, where you learned everything. Yeah. Right? Essentially. Okay, that's
0: where you, like all this stuff we're talking about, shorting out your. Yeah, these wires or, and yeah. preamps
1: and the amp pre blah, blah, blah. And then, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, ribbons. Blah, blah. And anyway. Yeah. It's where I, uh, I had my students teach me all these things. <laughs> it was at Michigan. And I'm walking around Ann Arbor, and it makes sense why everyone's happy there. It's like an oasis. So it's kind of like the. It's like has like it's like a southern charm without the racism. <laughs> you think there's no race? Oh no, it's there. But <laughs> but it's yeah. like oh, this is this is quaint. It's really nice, except everyone yeah. works at a university, and so there's a lot of PhDs. But it's not too expensive. Everything's beautiful.
0: You're right about the southern charm. You being yeah. from. North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And me so, being from Atlanta. So you think know. about it's yeah. like, oh, it's 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 it it's got charm. Except
1: yeah. it's full of people who went to who are really college. intelligent yeah. Yeah. and work yeah, at this nice high end yeah. university. Even more so, I will say those
0: Ann Arbor, <clears throat> sorry, Michigan and USC, they're also very kind of on the cutting edge of like entrepreneurialism as well. Like they have really these new programs. New programs, new ways of sharing digital media.
1: In in what way? I know USC has specific programs and well, schools. Well, I
0: think I'm thinking more of, like, the Sphinx affiliation and how, like, they are trying to change the face of classical music with African-American people, mm-hmm. as well as, like, funding grants. <laughs> that's a, to, to that's a big people, one. Like, podcasts. Uh, I think uh, Friends of the Pod, for real, classically black podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure – the details because the, because it was such a long time ago, but I met a couple of them at Sphinx connect was on their podcast. And so like this whole organization is like really
1: the offshoot of Michigan. Uh, It's incredible. It's incredible. And they started up. I I can't remember if it's actually now defunct, but for a a while they they came with a big splash, the M the the, or yeah, yeah, the M M grant Yeah. They came in and they're just, why what, yeah, what if we just give funded, you a hundred thousand yeah. dollars? What would happen? And it's a great experiment because even if you yeah. win these big prizes, yeah. unless the major international it's piano or violin competition, you don't really get a lot considering you the don't. level, particularly in the states. Just the actual payout, yeah, it's still very valuable to do if you can compete at such a high level because of what it winds up getting you. Mm. But this one, they're just what if we just give you a lot of money? And they had, (sighs) what was nice about it, and I think was wise, to some degree, was they had the open category. I think that was different. So you had saxophone quartets, which are technically virtuosic, being able to come in and finally compete to some degree. And there's like the, I can't remember if it's. It's like a Western Russian group, kind mm-hmm. of Eastern European, mm-hmm. coming in with these traditional instruments, and they blew down the park. You see them actually playing a lot all over. Some of that can be contributed to this. They came in and won using these Eastern European, Russian traditional instruments, playing insanely virtuosic music. Mm-hmm. Other new music ensembles, Yarnwire, a couple others, New York Staples, big bigger groups going in there and taking taking prizes. And they would never have a space like that no. to go up. It's it's kind of unfair because think of who the judges are for those. They're in string quartets. They've won <laughs> awards for piano. Yeah. If they've perfected Beethoven, what happens when some guy comes up and he's screaming into the piano and doing extended techniques for 40 minutes? It's probably harder for them to be able to fairly judge that when what they're doing is incredibly artistic and at a high level. So. I bet
0: say incredibly autistic, but... That's that's maybe to some to some degree that, (laughs) but (laughs) damn, I that was the that was the wrong word to miss here. But I I really agree with you that it's it's hard to balance like the culture, the needs of the Mm -hmm. culture versus the need of the commerce and reaching out to people who may not have the tools to adequately understand what's occurring on stage. Like it's hard to sell, you know, somebody yelling. Into a piano to like a general audience.
1: Like, oh, uh, but probably not as hard. So, this is something new music talk, new music talk. It's something <laughs> I'm, vi- I really, if it's not about hip hop, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> but just can, so contemporary classical music, yeah, new music, art music. You're the, you're whatever. The, you're the expert here. Whatever we, yeah. we, we, so we don't even have a name for it, which is probably the hardest part. New shit. It's new because I'm dope and I do dope shit.
0: Uh, Recent classical mixtapes.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But this is something we bump into as composers because it's, since it is a new frontier, we can't even classify the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how new pieces are even marketed are often faulty and set it off on the wrong foot. Mm. When you open up a concert with a disclaimer of, (laughs) of, you won't enjoy this, but... Try. They're they're not gonna enjoy this. You ju- you've already told them that <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. gonna enjoy this. You shouldn't have tenants people. Not to a contemporary up. piece. Yeah. Over a hundred years old. The Rite of Spring. Uh, I just bring it up as an example because it's played a lot. It's certainly played more than any mm-hmm. actually contemporary piece. Mm-hmm. Not contemporary. Hundred years old but still particularly for its time and even for now a lot of audiences might not be familiar with it. And so if you go around and telling people that they're not going to enjoy this thing, they're not going to enjoy it. But seeing the Ride of Spring done at a kids concert, yeah. Those kids get lit. They freak out. They love it. Like they're excited. They haven't been told yet to not like it and they haven't had that expectation built up that they're not going to enjoy something that has dissent. It's okay. They're, they're free to experience it. Going to concerts where it's primarily new music, which is a New York phenomenon, it's fascinating. I always try to talk to those who aren't in our, our background because normally it's filled with composers and other new music performers. Mm-hmm. Again, a kind of a unique New York experience because that's one of the few places where the community is big enough to sustain, to st- <laughs> sustain something like that. Yeah. What happens at these is then, you know, it's, you're just playing to your peers Mm -hmm. and it's great because people are coming in with the, the knowledge and the know-how to, at some level people to really appreciate it. But then it's your peers. They're also trying to do the same thing. They're probably going to be either more forgiving in some circumstances. They get it. They get that this is the journey, the struggle, Uh, but also harsher because they know when something is good or not. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of baggage coming in. So you don't always have the most appreciative audience. But talking to people who know nothing about it, it's one of the best kind of eye-opening experiences of what we miss out on opportunities. Because you'll pull in some piece that's super weird. And I'll even be like, eh, it just seemed kind of whatever. It was not... That one particular one didn't jump out at me as special. And then I'll have dragged poor Amy to this concert. <laughs> And she'll have liked the weirdest one on that concert. Mm-hmm. And she's not coming from that background mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. And she liked the weirdest one. And you'd be like, oh, why? And it, was, it was the most entertaining. Oh, I just liked it. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of people like that who, they haven't, again, haven't been told yet that they, they shouldn't like it or that it's thwarting classical music. You get this weird, particularly weird situation where classical audiences are probably less prepared for new music, new classical concerts, mm-hmm. because they're coming in with Mozart, Beethoven, Packet. The, the uh, classics. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, that's strapped to their back. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that, oh, that's going to help prepare them. They've they got the history behind them. And actually, I don't think that's the case. It's mm-hmm. almost, it seems to be a hindrance when I bring in other people who have, don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. They appreciate some of these new music concerts even more than me because it's interesting. They haven't heard something like it. They have they weren't told that they weren't supposed to like it. Uh, I
0: think we need a new
1: genre. What would we, let, let's, let's I, play this I, I, out. I think we need a new genre
0: because this is kind of what happened with jazz. Yeah. This is literally, then you got Coltrane and it was like, oh, this is art jazz. You know, it's like, yeah. this is Jackson Pollock of music, right? And then there was a resurgence of like, okay, no, smooth jazz. Let's like calm it down. Let's dumb it down. Like, and then white you had people. jazz fusion. Yeah. Well, not just white people, but like I hate to say it, dumb white people that didn't <laughs> understand that didn't understand the complexities of what the mm-hmm. Coltrane's and the Davises, but even Miles Davis was different because he also, yeah, he was very thoughtful and progressive, but he was also simple in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. I think that what happens is you have this academic push that leaves people who aren't academic behind. And then when you have you have other people on the opposite spectrum who are pushing entertaining storytelling, convincing storytelling. The one the biggest lesson that I learned from going to Juilliard, the biggest, most important gem, was that you don't have To be right, because right does not exist. Correct does not exist. Mm -hmm. What exists is convincing. Can you convince me of your ideas? If not, then you weren't wrong. You just didn't execute adequately to to take me along with you on the journey. Mm -hmm. That's why you were able to have people like Milstein and Oistrock and Heifetz and, and, you know, all the greats back in the day could exist at the same time playing the same pieces and sound different because they all brought something different to the table, but it was convincing. Mm-hmm. Now what you're talking about with the, the more art classical music that, that you're going to and you're bringing Amy, she doesn't have the preconceptions. What is happening there, she's, like you said, attaching to the pieces that were the most convincing the ones that really were able to grab her in the storytelling not just the academic pandering to people who are on the four yeah, on the other spectrum so i think what classical music needs to do is run with this idea of especially the new contemporary classical music it needs to be a new genre because by attaching yourself to beethoven and mozart and brahms
1: you're inhibiting yourself in a way yeah and and so it's it's not even just coming up, yeah. Just yeah. the the venue, because that one's off, often touted as the solution. I have some firsthand experience. I think it is important to try to get into these other venues. New music fights so hard to break into your Carnegie halls, your mm-hmm. Avery Fisher's, and it's pleading, it's begging. Um, pulling teeth just to try to get into these spaces where maybe that's not the right space to be. I I think it should still be pursued, get these organizations to play these new things. But part of getting into these spaces, I think is one of the challenges. It's we're going potentially to the wrong crowd. Some direct experience of even just changing a venue, which again, I think is touted as the main solution when it's just a part of it. I had written this bassoon quartet I'm a bassoonist, mm-hmm. full disclosure. And there was a, a competition. It was state only uh, for students. So I was, I knew I'd be competing against like 12 people. So I just whipped out a piece in under 24 hours. <laughs> you whipped it out. You it's true. Out I whipped that out big, that bassoon quartet, piece. that big fat bassoon mm. quartet. And <laughs> lo and behold, it was a learning lesson. I accidentally, I won this competition, which was like, oh, great. I used to think that stuff really mattered. But the downside was I had to go listen to a piece I had written in, in less than a day, which is another, <laughs> a whole other experience. But mm. the players were great. Uh, one of them was my dearest uh, friend and lifelong mentor, my bassoon teacher. And with this piece, it just happened to have been performed uh, just outside of Duke, in Durham, North Carolina, in a bar. There are pool tables in the back. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a bassoon <clears throat> quartet. This is a lot of bassoons. Most people there had never even, they don't know what a bassoon is. They don't even know what an oboe is, a clarinet. You can show them a picture of four bananas taped together, Ooh. and they probably thought that'd be a, a bassoon. Yeah, that'd probably be a, And, yeah. you know, they're like, why is that machine farting? And, <laughs> but we're in a bar, and so there's chairs. There's people as part of this, the Durham B- bassoon like, arts. Bassoon does sound like fart. It does sound, it's a farting, it's a fart machine these oh, boy. there's there's rows of chairs you know a typical order crowd that would go to whatever this the the organization puts on but in the rest of this bar it's packed with just regular bar patrons mm-hmm. they're playing pool and having a good time and listening to avant-garde bassoon quartet and i was watching them this whole time it was a social experiment they were loving it mm-hmm. they were loving it Yeah, they had no idea they didn't show up for that concert they're in the back they're trying to play pool and I'm looking at them they're all paying attention and the venue had changed they were more interested than the patrons who came for that concert 100% because it was it was neat it was fun to watch they were close to the performers Mm -hmm. so it felt personal the distance between the stage and the people was almost non-existent we did Brief, just brief conversations between pieces. Mine was the only kind of, there were some newer pieces, but I'm the only person there for this this concert. Uh, and they even played some arrangements of older classics. But everyone's, they're watching this. They like this. They've, there's no, no way on earth they've heard anything like this type of music and they were engaged. And so I go up, I crack some jokes. I do my normal, you know, I do my tight five before, before the piece and was laughing. They're clapping. They're having a good time. And this concert's long. So you can't tell me there's, there's something to that.
0: And they don't have anywhere else to be. They're, no. they're chilling. They can choose they're, to pay attention. This is a bar. Not, they could leave. It's not even yeah. a concert.
1: They're not going to yeah. disturb anyone to stand up, walk out. Yeah. And I mean, I play the instrument, and if you if I wanted to go have a good time at a bar and you told me there's going to be a bassoon quartet there, like i would you change venues? <laughs> but like nah, let's go let's go to the club.
0: it yeah. depends man i i I think what what classical music does that is great is that it is so grand and it's it can capture ima- your imagination, mm-hmm. however. It doesn't take into account how humans have evolved and changed. And also, it, in now this kind of society where it's like on demand, like it's hard to like tell people that they have to pay money to not do anything else during this hour or this two-hour, three-hour block of their day. And just like this, it's a bassoon ensemble playing in a bar people are gonna do and have conversations with their friends, but they're still consuming that media. It's not like Mm -hmm. they're ignoring it. And if it's interesting enough, it'll make them go, wait, hold on. That's dope, man. What is that? Yeah. That's how humans work. Like we all, if if you wanna have a group of humans together and talking, get them to pay attention to one thing and then give them the opportunity to talk about the experience in real time. Like Mm -hmm. going to a concert is like, if you go to a modern concert, the reason why they play the music so dang loud is so that f- people can talk. So yeah. people can be like, yo, did you see what he just said? That was crazy. I follow him on Instagram here. <laughs> check him out. Follow him. This is this is you can't do that at a class music concert. No. So you're depriving people of that social want and need, and then you're keeping them from being social for two and a half hours. I think when there's another way to do it. And I think we need to have moments where we go out of that needs to be the majority of our thing. Like as a single artist, like I'm really realizing I need to go out and talk to bars and say, Hey, like I don't, I'm not looking for money. I'm just wondering if I could come here sometimes to like work out some of my stuff. And that's way better than sitting at home in my room at night practicing. It's like, I could actually go be out practicing in front of people and ask a friend hey can you just like work a camera and then that's content like i've been thinking about this sort of thing i think orchestras need to do that too
1: yeah and you see and we've we've talked briefly about this uh previously like there's there's the article coming out about the california symphony and just doing essentially similar things kind of the you know we write like praise like oh innovation which is good it's just, it's sad because you look at all the solutions, it's things that have been always been talked about, but the artistic director who's, who's much younger, she's doing it. She's just simply putting in the plan. One of the big things, cell phones, have it out here, mm-hmm. scroll through, learn information about the piece. Yeah, Boom. And Easy. I think to get back directly to your point and address it, one of the defining issues is simply that I think because of what all we put into classical music, you know, years of our lives, we want to come to this music with such respect and focus because we're thinking of it, you know, just really as as like an art form. Like, I'm going to go study this piece. I'm going to learn the history of this piece to appreciate it further. And I think knowing that stuff does increase your appreciation. Mm. What we, I think, is severely undervalued is anything less than that standard. So yeah. just hearing it it's i don't know if classical musicians it seems like an insult if someone's talking through a beethoven piece and not necessarily yep yeah, to disrespectful to someone who's sitting behind you in the concert hall there's some issues to think about that but if you had a more active everyone talking people having a good time enjoying that concert even if you're not if you even if you're missing the development of the third motif and how the transition from a major to f F major is just blah 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 for the sh- the structure and mm-hmm. and something Jesus something mm-hmm. uh, doesn't doesn't really matter. Some of that's going to be intuitive, but if they just enjoyed the piece, that's that's a that's a gateway to other things. Well, and people- what's wrong with that experience of enjoying something passively? Because we do it all the time. Musicians do it all the time with other art forms. Think of movies. You're talking through a movie. But I think that
0: that's a personality trait. Yeah. And I think that doesn't play to everyone. I think that plays to a certain person. But I think the, the big fix, and it's actually being done when symphonies go to amphitheaters, is just making it louder. So oh. people can talk. Amplification. I don't know why symphony halls don't really do that. I know it's like tradition. But like if people could <laughs> just like lightly whisper to each other and other people are not disturbed by that because it's loud
1: enough. Like This is a huge topic. So one of the things, growing up in North Carolina, I didn't have access to symphonies that I knew of. We yeah. had a local one in Hickory, North Carolina, the Western yeah. Piedmont Symphony Orchestra. Um, solid group. There's a lot of orchestras, surprisingly, in North Carolina. All kind of your regional size. Yeah, for Each, sure. Because but we they're ha- engaged with their yeah. communities. Because so. we have a lot of cities, we have a lot of, Orchestras. Like smaller smaller <laughs> yeah. orchestras, which is yeah. which is great, that's but super dope. But just from my family, I didn't go to those. We didn't. We didn't know. No, my family wasn't in that that circle of of knowledge to be like, yes, yeah, that's something you do and something you go towards. So how could we fix that though? Let's maybe we'll circle back to that. Okay. So w- with these groups, wasn't necessarily. I didn't mean to derail you. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna cut this part. Where was I going? Ah. <laughs> uh, just spaced. It's the power of the editing. Oh yeah. Bro. Trevor cut this. Future, <laughs> Trevor, cut this. <laughs> Future Trevor cut this bit. Trevor cut this. <laughs> Future Trevor cut this bit. Future
0: Trevor, cut this bit. Can I can I pause it something in the meantime? I don't purport that I'm an expert in anything. I just consume other forms of media, digital media. I, I look at forms of pop culture. I, in, I heavily engage in pop culture. Like that is something, I love pop culture. I think there's so much brilliance uh, in, in things like Marvel and, and in things like just modern things like Twitter, just following comedians on Twitter, following TV shows, trying to just be, if people are hyping, about it, I wanna see what the what the talk is about. So I go in and I pay attention. And I don't know exactly where my ideas come from, but they just come to me sometimes. And our conversation generated one such idea, the army. And it came from just military. Like think about the army, right? You have a ranking official, a general that then commands people under him who are other officers, who are other officers who eventually get to, you know, the captain, lieutenant, sergeant level of the infantry, the people who are on the, the boots on the ground. Until right? you
1: prestige up and you prestige start, up and then and you start from them again. Why don't
0: orchestras work like that? Think about it. The symphony could be like the general, the, the, and then you have offshoots. You have the, you have, you use your money, to hire platoons of quartets and small ensembles. Well, some do it from within. But what if this is like the policy? And then you think of all the kids who are graduating who aren't going to have jobs. They're not going to have fucking jobs, Trevor. There's no work, right? Unless you get into that symphony. But what if the symphonies created more work and they were like training facilities that then went and performed for libraries, for bars, for all these other places where people are already hanging out.
1: It seems like the and logical thing to do, up. why don't more orchestras up. have more training programs? I think what the issue we run in with is a couple of things, is that there's fears that the orchestra, from the orchestral musicians, that they're just training their replacements. And you, you see this with other groups, for instance, I won't, won't drop any organization names, but opera has a lot of this and it's great. The Appeal, they I think it's a good idea, but you have to weigh the consequences too. Operas, because of how expensive that is, yeah, and it's not exactly a huge money maker for sure. Um, because it's all the trappings of difficult music to perform, very high skill threshold you have to meet, and unlike classical concerts, suddenly you're bringing in the story, the costumes, the set. The specific acoustics. The music's so really hard. So they're
0: like the YouTube of Google.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. The, it could be a headache. So yeah, so you do a training program. Mm-hmm. Two to three years. You don't have to pay those p- people much. They're coming. And you're getting the young, fresh talent. You're getting our classmates at Juilliard. Mm-hmm. They're coming in. They go live in decent-sized city in other state. They get some life experience. And mm-hmm. from they'll, there, they'll go on to other things but because of this kind of scarcity mindset and there is some real scarcity if you're older if you've kind of aged out of that training program time frame and you live in that city what they've done is they found a great way to replace you
0: that's a hard this is a hard perspective for me because i am young and i'm trying to create a career and i think i'm a different type of person because i wouldn't want to stay in an orchestra for the next 40 years of my life. That's you know why we're I mean? doing this. 100%. But like, I do, I have trouble empathizing with that perspective and I'm really working hard at it. And I don't have an answer for that, Trevor. But I think that the problem's just going to get worse when we have more and more young people leaving these conservatories, getting tens and tens and of, and maybe even hundreds of thousands worth of dollars of student debt to Get an education for a chance, like a lottery into these orchestras. Yeah. And that's essentially, it's hard. It's such a multifaceted problem, and you're never going to fix anything. But look, like people do need to retire one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do retire over injury. And so, yeah, there are spots that op- open up. It, it's just really tough to see 500 people audition for three spots.
1: Yeah. If even. So in the bassoon world, everyone just assumes, oh, there's less of you. It'll Mm -hmm. be fine. No. If you're committed to it, you're at a very high level. You're fighting for one spot. Mm -hmm. After the tape, still 100, 200 people show up. Yeah. And there's one of you.
0: Good luck. But see, on the other side of that is like you have all these – really capable players out there deployed, ready to work, but they have no work. They literally have no work, Trevor.
1: Everyone is is qualified to do that. Listen to older recordings, because uh, everyone, it's classical music, we cover old things. If you listen to recordings from the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. colleges sound better than, I won't say names because we'll get hate mail, but the best institutions And yeah, the recording quality wasn't great, but that's not messing up that pitch or that timing Mm. or that wrong note here or there. The level is so high that you can take even not one of your whatever top 10, top 15 schools and pull up up their orchestra Mm. that's filled with a bunch of 19 to 23 year olds. And it can sound better. The level is so much higher because of multiple factors the sheer training, I'd the see, access I'm, to education. I haven't
0: experienced this, so I can't yeah. like affirm But that, listening, but. Yeah,
1: listening to it. The level's so high. So before uh, a New York Phil holds an audition and the top 10 people could have done a great job sitting in that seat. Yeah. Nowadays, everyone they invited, almost everyone they invited past pre-screening, let's say 200 people show up. 90% of them could have comfortably filled that position mm. and done a great job. Without a massive loss of level, you can't really tell me that that was like, "Oh, that one person mm-hmm. that was the one that's the yeah. difference maker they're really yeah. the best you're You're splitting hairs here between you know ninety nine and ninety eight percent perfection yeah. and trying to think of musicality and weighing all these other factors. What really distinguishes them We don't really know, so now you have thousands kind of, of fully capable people, yeah who've, again, invested a lot of time, a lot of money, they could all do it. In the old system, 30, 40 years ago, if they were as good as they were, they'd be sitting in a, in a top-tier orchestra. We don't have that many top-tier orchestras. We don't have that many jobs. Yeah. So the odds aren't great. We need to be preparing these people for something And I think it's just has to do with the apocalypse, Uh, the zombies, uh, the zombies are coming, (laughs) get to the job. Uh,
0: uh, uh, So, so my my thing is there, there are two problems. There is decreasing interest in classical music and there's a decreasing interest high paying or even sustaining job pool. It's really interesting you have more demand and like uh, more like more supply and even less demand essentially if you look at. It. It's this weird bottleneck. Doesn't
1: check out really well in economics. Not going to do- It it doesn't it's not lit.
0: <laughs> for for everybody all the millennials guys this is a situation not lit, okay? Do not send it. <laughs> do do not don't even half send it. Like Empty send that shit. Don't, do (laughs) not, it's not a go. But I really think the solution to all of these problems is a cultural one. It's one where we prove that we're indispensable, valuable, and an enlightening form of entertainment. And the way to do that is to change our branding by and large. And no, that's not going to be free. It's going to be an, a massive investment, but mm-hmm. I can. That's the only way that I can see that we don't just go the way of the dinosaur.
1: It's such a huge topic, and we can. We've already talked for a long time ago about it, but I think it's valuable to discuss because it's a major part of our life. A few things, and hopefully, we'll get to some of them. Everyone has heard classical music, and a lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. But where do they hear it in a film? Exactly in the background. They've all yeah. heard it. Oh, name me some of. Your, your favorite films. Yeah. Oh, I loved Star Wars growing up. Yeah. Fantasia they 2000. Can sing circling the music. back to your oh, that's spring.
0: even. Circling back to your yeah. ride of spring point. Yeah. Kids love it. Of course, it was like too avant-garde for the time, but it was great for kids. I think the way you present the ideas is important. So these people creating new classical music can do it, but maybe it's not just the art itself, the music mm-hmm. itself. Maybe it, if it attaches itself to a hip-hop artist, with some trap drums, or to a, a, a an indie film that's talking about a broader narrative, like a narrative of what it's like to be human, a la the Black Mirror series. Like, this is how we can figure that out. And if the music is merit, they have these concert tours of like listening to the music of say this movie or yeah, Lord Zelda, of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Like, Those there's people, a way to
1: do it. The- I had never seen so many people pour out um, at, the, at the Lincoln Center than these Lord of the Rings concerts. They just side by side. Here's the movie. We'll play the music live. Yeah. It was done really well. Those places were packed. Those yep. tickets were expensive. Shout outs to uh, friend Jules for getting us free tickets. It was crazy. They had to add on another show. When's the last time? Oh, man. Everyone uh, for really- a classical concert, a symphony concert, they had to add it. A- just like, oh, my God, Beethoven 7. We got we gotta, add we gotta another do show. it again. Another right? show. No, they added they had to do the fellowship twice.
0: <laughs> I'm wondering I'm wondering, is it because we're afraid that us changing means our death?
1: With any change, there's a certain there's, type of death Yeah. there's some rebirth, some death, something something's gonna get left behind. but we're different. Humans are different. Like humans are very different. Our
0: needs are very different than they were before. Our attention spans are way, are very different. The pace of life is incredibly different. We have electricity. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, if humans have changed and our art doesn't, our, our art is a reflection of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't change this, the form of it, yes, that type of art is going to die. The the classical symphony of like sitting down for three or an opera, sitting down for three hours, that very well may die because that type of human is dead. I think we're undergoing a transformation of even our species, especially with information.
1: The The few things that's I keep saying this because there's so many branches and threads that we yeah. could use to tie this all together. And what makes it uniquely human and something interesting. I, I won't get the quote uh, exactly right. Neil deGrasse Tyson, of uh, friend, of the bod, yeah. friend of the pod. He, he talked He talked about. Yes.
0: Daddy, the, please notice me. Please. That, senpai, not daddy. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Lord
1: Sorry. Lord Tyson. But daddy Issues. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a new segment we like to call Daddy, daddy Issues. <laughs> daddy. But speaking of those, Neil, uh again, won't get the phrasing right, but essentially it was it was an episode of his podcast Star Talk, and they're having on a, a specific like an artist mm-hmm. and to talk about kind of the the differences between science and art, how they intersect, you know, looking at the stars, how that influenced this painter and these types of things, but at one point Neil essentially, you know, he's king king of science, but he was just actively promoting the value of art, mm. and it's not even a oh, it makes you smarter and better at STEM, and no, he was he made a great point. If for science, we're always edging towards it, it will always be discovered. Mm. So, for instance, if you don't have an Einstein, we would still get. The general rel- relativity. Yeah, it, w- it might take longer yeah. in a different way because science is working towards that truth. Yeah, if we don't have that person, it doesn't make the the science hasn't changed. It just hasn't been discovered yet. But Newton with art, too. Yeah. 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 But with mm-hmm. art, mm-hmm. if Beethoven's not there, you don't get that symphony.
0: It's not which influences the entire yeah. progeny. If
1: he's not, if you don't write that, it's not like it's something to be truly discovered.
0: Because the possibilities are infinite. It's a yeah. fractal. Like you yeah. have 12 tones, but you have infinite rhythms, yeah. rhythm, rhythm schemes, well, organization. Well, it's, it's the human
1: element. There's, yeah. That's kind of what really distinguishes it and leads you to appreciate these things, but just really create something new and unique. Yeah. Uh, is because it can't, that particular piece, maybe even just a couple notes off, in the way it's put forth together was, was not something influence. left to be, discovered yeah it had to be created it was influenced
0: also mm-hmm. if you look at the fact that we all began in Africa but they're like uh even before we went to different continents mm-hmm. like there's there's studies where it people believe that we still had a developed system of music that's why in every type of music you see pentatonic scales you see yeah. certain scale schemes and patterns but they all diverge like music from folk music from China sounds eerily similar, but very different from like Swedish or mm-hmm. Danish folklore, right? But they all have these similar things. It's really interesting, but they were all influenced by that one interaction. Yeah,
1: in the it beginning. came through. And then that gets into a whole other topic of, you know, how natural things are. Like what are we a- appealed to, you know, what's appealing to us. Uh-huh. And nature this, versus nurture. But, but here's the the one guarantee is we have not yet found a culture no matter some like hidden civilization, we haven't found one ever, and this is telling that did not have music. And It's just kind of wild. You can't find one. There's not some really quiet tribe out there. Yeah, that just didn't make sounds at all. They yeah. just gestured. But they all, you know, most of the cultures, you know, was used for either ritual or ceremony. Mm-hmm. It's always every culture has music to some degree as part of. Their setup, which is just fascinating, and it's often a very critical part. Some mm. of the earliest cave drawings we've ever found, mm. are of music, are, yeah. are playing or performing, and these well, how we communicate, which is wild. Think about it; it's sixty thousand years ago. You're getting chased down by a saber toothed tiger. I'm naked
0: too. I'm naked. And I, I look good, dude. I got a six pack. I got a. F- I got an eight pack.
1: I got a fig leaf. And I'm trying to just survive. I'm like, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to develop Probably language not. here. And I don't, I'm not really built for the, the tiger chase. And if I eat that berry, I'm going to die. And yeah. I won't know how to to deal with it because yeah. I'm, I don't have but Google you, but yet. But you,
0: you wrote a song about it.
1: But I take time out of my not dying busy schedule. <laughs> between to, eating to, and making a shelter. Between eating and hoping to continue the species yeah. so that one day, my, my shitty descendant will start a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and not eat that berry.
1: <laughs> Don't eat it, Trevor. I will not eat them. Oh, what did he do, bro? Quickly draw the, the painting. But these people, <laughs> they took time and effort to figure out how to draw. And then to draw yeah. them doing music, mm-hmm. celebrating, the drum, the flute. Mm-hmm. We've got 60,000-year-old six, flutes just hanging out. We found them in
0: caves. Chilling.
1: Bro, I, I think it's like,
0: I think we're really getting to an interesting part in human civilization because of the internet and because of information. Access. And the advent of hip hop. Because <laughs> what hip hop does is so unique from any other genre in that it is encouraged and it is a part of the culture of that to take ideas from other cultures.
1: I wouldn't say it's, I'd say it's unique to to today, particularly in, how it's just descended, but if you thinking of our music history, that was the norm. That's what you did. I, well, you what paid I, homage, yeah, to People, what I and meant, that's what yeah, you're right. Does. You're
0: 100 right. You're you're 100% right. I, I was not clear. What I mean is that the internet allows you access to get music that you've never was never available to you unless you went to that country and took yeah. a tape recorder. It's like I can go right now on Spotify and listen to South African hip hop. And look at the so- types of songs that they're sampling. I was just playing a show with uh, Arthur Verocai last night, who's mm-hmm. a Brazilian jazz artist, composer, and singer. And I realized that his music, MF Doom took and sampled some of his music that wow. he wrote from the 70s, bro. Jeez. And I was thinking the whole time, I think I've heard this before, but... <laughs> This is fire. I need to make a beat about it. Sorry, it's already been done and his music is immortalized because somebody in the 2000s took his what shit changed and changed hip hop
1: and I think like the small distinguishing factor is that classical music kind of lost which was we suddenly forgot that for hundreds of years think about Bach reharmonizing yeah. chorales, taking previous tunes, Vivaldi taking his own tunes, mm-hmm. taking others, people taking his and Everything with the Catholic Church, all these hymns, you know, they were all just building upon it. They wouldn't even put their names on these things. Yeah. But they would work off other people's tunes. And that's how it would spread. It was Mm -hmm. also to pay tribute. Mm -hmm. A lot of other contexts. Fast forward through that stuff. Go to music school if you want more. Don't. Um, But what really changes is other musics get away from that. Being accused of taking someone else's tune is is the worst offense you could ever do.
0: Yeah, plagiarism. Yeah,
1: it's plagiarism. Yeah. That is the biggest insult in in like American society is that you you stole someone's ideas. Unless it's hip hop. Hip hop just seem to have not forgotten history, and they did the right thing in that they take what has existed and create something new. But they yeah. they credit it. Yeah. It is it is a true homage. It's like where'd it's, you get that? Where'd you get that yeah. beat? Where'd you get that sample? What did you sample for that, bro? And what yeah. and what changes it too is it's even better. It's not like oh, will you please play the Amen break? You know, just like he did, but it's ours. Like no, they take the actual sounds, the true sample mm-hmm. from the masters, from the stems, and that's even I think even more of a compliment and brings even more context. Mm-hmm. It's just you've got a piece. Uh, this one, you know, the drums. No, that was the actual recording from 1972. And now it's in your piece and you brought it into new context. I love going on sampled.com Yep, that's and an incredible and, and it just yeah. blows your mind. You're like, oh my God, I love- How do these people learn about this? love this, this like, tune. And then it has yeah. 20 other things that you like. And it it brings in, you've got history contained within your piece. Yeah. So that simple beat in the background with that kind of cool off string. Yeah, that's, but there's also
0: that's more Marvin. context. Gay. Yeah. It's Marvin Gaye. But what, what the best producers did was they took that song and then whatever rap or beat, it's still built upon the idea yeah. and aesthetic of that beat. It's like also a Gazamkin's fucking like bigger poetry You're building off of somebody else's ideas. I love it. And you're you're adding it. You're you're bringing in consciousness to that. Yeah. It's like this thing. I don't know. I think I put it. I was about to put it in a caption, but I realized I was a little, a little too stoned for people to get on the train with me. (laughs) But the idea was like, I think music is this, it's like a river and it's always flowing. And whenever you choose to perform or listen to music, you just get in the water. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take somebody's stream of consciousness, their their song, it doesn't stop. Even after they die, the music is always there, especially now that we live in the information age and have access to it. You can always get into it. And when you take that river... And then you pour your tributary into it. You become I was part waiting of to that. make
1: a funny tribute, pay tributary to someone. Pay tributary. I was waiting. That's, writing, that's but, actually brilliant. But you actually you kept going. I was saving that word, oh, so now man. I need to think of other
0: bro. Uh, Delta force <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll buy you. Um, I'll buy you a drink. I like later.
1: the arpeggio of this conversation. Did you? Did you miss? I'll a, a buy you oh, a drink at the God. end of this pod, man. I'm Damn. gonna put a
0: crowd grown. Yeah, that oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, this is peak comedy, yeah. everybody. This is uh, this is uh, art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this should be in the dude. In the I should hall. sample
0: this conversation <laughs> and put it on a beat. <laughs> oh man, but Catch yet, up so, on the beat, yo. But this is this is what I'm talking about. I think we're going to have to come to terms right now and see that classical music has to evolve if we want to continue to be able to have money to pay homage to the Beethoven's and the Mozarts because if people can't even get in on your world, mm-hmm. they're never they're not going to care about the context.
1: And the hard part is is we need these people in there for it to survive. So it's not like we can exactly we th- there can exist plenty. Uh, certainly, uh, in like the safe space of like a concert hall. You go mm-hmm. there, you sit there. Maybe but that's it's, not it's an not everyday thing. It's I don't see how you can set up that and and expect people to come and enjoy that. We're only inviting, trying to invite people into our safe space, into our space. It's not really a safe space. We're just you're inviting them into the space, trying to, but you're never changing the space. You're not bringing the space. To them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is how we do it here. Mm-hmm. You come enjoy, enjoy and join me, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, here's here's a pamphlet mm-hmm. versus changing it to actually help out that person, to mm-hmm. bring them in. You're not getting many new concert viewers. Young people like classical music, they do. They do. It's different. It's lit. Yeah. There's great things about it. Like, oh, and one of my favorite things is whenever you mention classical music, they instantly think, of Mozart, Beethoven, those. Yeah. And well, it's great. Some people are really attracted to it, but I I've talked to, you know, those rare people who aren't in music, but they just happen to listen to classical music from the classical period or back into Baroque. And then I'm just here's La Mer or something like that. Here's here's a piece by Ravel. Here's uh Gina Here's something. And they really like it mm-hmm. because that's really close to what they've heard in films and video games their whole mm-hmm. life. But they never thought of that as classical yeah. the term, and nice. they wouldn't have heard that because when they pull up classical music radio, it's boring you know someone less famous <sighs> than than Mozart from the time period, and then they yes. tell you what key it's in, <clears throat> and something the blah 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 trio did this thing, and we you don't you don't really care it's not engaging, there's rarely a story about it, and the classical music station almost always just plays purely classical, classical period pieces, they miss 150 plus years of great stuff that would be really engaging to anyone because it's kind of like their film. You pull up La Mer, you can see a movie. It's right there. Yeah, You can enjoy it Mm -hmm. and that's still classical music. So even the term and then how we present it is kind of faulty. The beauty of hip hop and why it's so interesting is it ties back into the new music issue from however many hours ago mm-hmm. we've been recording on this conversation mm-hmm. pull up Kendrick From pull track. up Kendrick pull up come <laughs> yeah. on man we in your town we in LA pull, pull up damn wait hey, who's there?
0: Kendrick? what's up bro? come through
1: come through uh, <laughs> I actually don't know what he sounds like talking so I can't do a bit I know I think it's a big fault in mine. Uh, it's okay. What if he come no. in? And he's just like,
0: hi. I'm
1: I'm, I'm Kendrick. Hi.
0: Nah, he sound like this. He's got this like voice like this. Hi, everybody. Hi, my name's Kendrick.
1: So for the ending song, please of,
0: don't kill me, Kendrick. I'd love to work with you one day. I hope you don't ever go back and hear this yeah. terrible joke. All
1: the stars are broken. <laughs> All the stars are broken. <laughs> Tell me what you're gonna do to me. me, me. Well, that'd be so. That'd be
0: so far, dude. Kendrick's friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. pod. pod.
1: Yeah. Um, But (laughs) for instance, pull up any of his albums. Yeah. And go to track one. Press play. There will be weird. Insane yeah. new musicy things in there. Yeah, inventive production techniques. Yeah. or just is that microtonal piano, and then mm-hmm. wacky jazz. Pull it up sure. yeah, like, yeah. to kill a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Pull it up and it's just pimp a butterfly. Just oh be, geez, what did I just say? To Kill a butterfly. To kill to a, kill
0: a <gasps> mockingbird. <laughs> to pip a butterfly that's staying in there to, to kill a the, to kill a butterfly the, that's the ultimate
1: <laughs> the ultimate mashup no we'll that's love. the-
0: dude that's the my, that's going to be my mixtape to the, kill a butterfly to kill a
1: butterfly oh
0: shit man would, i it would have to be like a kendrick diss album if you do that though well well then i can just do that voice i'll just I sing a, lose a feature in 45 seconds
1: feature Lindrick Kamar, and it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: That dude? No, that no, 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 no. That's my, sure that's my sure. stage name. Fuck TVK, Lindrick Kamar. Lindrick Kamar. No, I'm Lindrick Kamar, y'all.
1: Yo. Your famous album? Shit. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> you are gonna win a Pulitzer with that one.
0: You beat me too, cause I was like, I was like two milliseconds behind. you. We were on the same track, bro. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're never again. He's never yeah, coming on this keep pod.
0: That, please, oh, I'm, oh dude. Insane. Now we have no, 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 no,
1: dude. We have to go and take a picture
0: right after this, and take a picture just like that, and and find the font and like put and like just post that to Instagram. <laughs> shit, shit. Yes, dude. That's content. Beautiful. You're brilliant.
1: We're, oh man, You're we got fucking cu- I'm brilliant. That. This is
0: why I want to start a podcast. Just moments like that. We should dude, start that a podcast. Was brilliant. Dude, we
1: should start a podcast. Let's, dude, that's a great idea. We should, we should call it taking notes. <laughs> no, notes faking. This is genius. <laughs> I'm for but, Drew. I'm for Drew here. For Drew. Mm, the, <laughs> oh, man. But any, any of his music, a vast majority of hip hop. Like no nothing yeah. blows my mind more when they say, when someone who just clearly hasn't listened to it, it's just, yeah. oh, it, all the music sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Like don't tell me country trucker Joe. That, that like, you you listen to country music all the time, and you're saying hip-hop's not creative? Get out of my house. Like, like, there ain't going to be no hip-hop in this house. Do you read? But <laughs> they use all these in- insane techniques so that, you know, the studio is creative. It pulls you back towards, what, even, like, the Beatles are doing something in the 60s yeah. and 70s. Yeah. They were looking, they looked at Stockhausen, one of our... Uh, avant-garde I mean, he overlords he's look- on an album his face is on sergeant pepper's album because- oh i didn't know
0: because he's the father of hip-hop yeah. in a way look, he really <laughs> is the father of hip-hop sampling
1: yeah well all these these guys like they, they looked at his insane techniques and what separates what the beatles did revolution number no. nine and some of the whack stuff uh, a day in the life these these things what they did there's these just insane techniques crazy orchestras weird riffs microtonal Avant-garde stuff that a classical music goer mm-hmm. would be freaked out by, even though it's part of the classical music tradition, that sounds amazing. The moment you bring in this context, Kendrick's not going out apologizing. Now wait for it. I'm gonna do some weird stuff. The Beatles didn't come out and no. say, "Now, now, guys, I'm, we're, this is a little Prince different." Prince didn't do it. You can say, "No, none yeah. of them. They were just this is this is my art. Enjoy the ride." Yeah. And they they took these crazy things. Put some rhythm to it, mm-hmm. sang over it, and suddenly everyone loves it. Like pull up any any wild classical music piece, just insane stuff. If you throw a beat behind it and start rapping over it, it's gonna sound dope.
0: Well, they didn't well, the problem, the difference between those two, those artists mm-hmm. and the avant-garde classical music, because there are ones that do very well, like Room Full of Tea. Oh, and, they're incredible. It's branding, it's marketing. Like that's people don't understand that. Marketing is not an option. It is 100% the First, only game in town if you name, want to do music.
1: Just the Roomful of Teeth, beyond being incredible musicians. They're like, what the f- – I don't want to put teeth- my dick in a Roomful a- of Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Roomful of Teeth is a great name. Yeah.
0: It's an incredible name. It's good marketing. Yeah. Because it, it, it's – I'm not an expert, but there's something about it, and you can't create – you can't just create marketing – In a vacuum, you have to think. You have to understand how people want to consume
1: stories. I've seen them perform a bunch. And they're just, first off, incredible, Mm -hmm. incredible musicians. Oh, wait. Can I just say one thing? I'm so sorry. I am thinking
0: back to what I said about Stockhausen being the father of hip-hop. That is incorrect. (laughs) He was like the great grandpappy who just was tinkering in his garage. And then from those techniques... There was the idea of sampling because hip hop, yeah. the pillars of hip hop. I just want, because a lot of people may not know, it's pillars black. of hip hop is about graffiti, mm-hmm. breaking, DJing, and MCing. Those are the four pillars of hip hop. Stockhausen, to my knowledge, was not a hip hop dancer. <laughs> he was not a graffiti artist. He was not an MC. I didn't hear any bars. Do you know he's- I a, didn't hear any bars, but he was definitely- a
1: Stockhausen he, is on his way to he space. He you know that the DJ aspect of it. What? Did you know that Stockhausen's on his way to space right now? He had some weird oh. cult of himself. Like when he died, he's going to planet Xenon or something. Cool. Dude, He was. Dude, this dude was, was a little nuts. I didn't know about
0: that. That sounds like part of the uh, Dude Where's My Car plot, that <laughs> subplot. Like, <laughs> What's his name? We've gone on a long
1: journey to get to Dude Where's My Car. Dude Where's
0: My Car. Dude, I, I watched that movie before I knew what stoner films were, and I have yet- to watch it again in my adult life. And I'm really craving it. So I'm going to have to do a deep internet dive for A it. deep, deep dive. For what a great movie. Car. I just remember being like 10 and I probably didn't it and understand
1: like, any of the references.
0: Which is, it was still funny. Dude, where's your car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? It's uh, actually
1: just two hours of them saying that over and over.
0: Dude, what does mine say? Awesome. What about mine? Dude, what was
1: it? <laughs> Do you remember? This that? is essentially the movie. The I tattoo- do not remember Dude Where's My Car. Oh my at god. All.
0: They got they got tattoos and they kept yelling it out at each other, but they kept <sighs> misunderstanding. It's classic, super old fashioned comedy, but it's great.
1: The with this music, they're just doing wild stuff. Yeah. And it's just not presented as something you shouldn't enjoy. It just is. Mm. And they do it with conviction. Kendrick goes up at the Grammys, performs one of his crazier songs from a technique and artsy perspective and it's done at the Grammys it's done on the biggest stage and he's coming out there and he's not afraid the costumes the dancers just the whole presentation is with conviction and he's coming out there it's not apologetic he's doing his thing it wasn't watered down I didn't bring in someone else to (laughs) white it up or whatever he's just like I'm doing this this is my music and then he gets the Grammys. Good marketing and an even
0: better product. I think that's that's all all there is to it. And but also he's pushing it forward mm-hmm. in presenting it in a way that people who may not be ready for it can consume it. <clears throat> like it's it's this beautiful marriage of art and commerce. And I think that the people that really are successful in game. In in pushing the art forward in the public eye and getting the the public a little bit more current on the cutting edge is people who are able to synthesize those those ideas. Yeah,
1: and it synthesis to create something new. It's, it's the test as all as time for within much all of within art. a
0: box, but thinking outside the box, but then bringing it back to the box.
1: The Beatles, Kendrick, yes. you name it, Prince. Yes. That's what they did. Yeah, they just that's went out. They, they looked out at other musics. Yep. they. Yep they looked at other cultures like mm-hmm. okay what can we learn from, Ooh, i like from, that. From i like rock. that they just go and they're just like that's fascinating i like this rhythm and over can i here. bring this back in an interesting way and tr- maybe re- and try to respect where it comes from i like that clothing it's we've been doing this for forever and it's almost almost always trying to make it just the net good of creating something new and special for yourself, for your time. But what it
0: turns into is it's just you synthesizing things, your taste making, you're seeing what you really identify with. Then you double down and you share that with the world. And if you are really true to yourself and open-minded to other cultures, like I love ramen. One of the biggest (laughs) gags on my Instagram stories is me either posting a bowl of ramen most of the time, it's like after I've eaten it because like I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> but like it's 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 like that idea. I went to stay in Japan for a month. I love anime. Like I think Japanese culture super interesting. That influences my art. That influences my music. Um, and that's going to be really important because other violists who want to be rappers and class and are classically trained, right, that want to do hip hop, they may be into African. Mm -hmm. media they may be or they may be into like danish folk music and they're going to use that as their hook right if you are just if you are so true to yourself and the things you like you let that influence your art and then you learn how to tell that story and market it there can be countless musicians out there doing the same but different things
1: goes into i think it's time for a segue. (sweak) No no, 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 no Doing other things than music, yeah, I think is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Because you can bring in these things from other cultures, other mm. sciences, other books, anything that can potentially influence you, mm. I think is valuable. And for a composer, I think that's particularly important. I think there's some problems, like me backing off. I wasn't writing as much or putting as much time into the composing, but I mm-hmm. feel less guilty about it in that I spent that time exploring other interests. Mm-hmm. And all that does is just Like get recording, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Record anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked in now theater, film, dance, mm-hmm. pop. You you name That's it. That's incredible. And what that allowed me to do is there's some problems with it because starting out on those, you're you're starting on the the ground floor of a lot of different buildings. Yeah. So I'm only one rung in on several ladders yeah, instead of further along. Mm-hmm. And you're the exact same way. This, it's yeah. gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have in viola when it's time to rap. You that, you have yeah. you have a leg up because mm-hmm. of musical training. You can get to a certain place quicker, but mm-hmm. you still have to put in still the work. Have
0: to put in work. Learning guitar is a great yeah. example. I play a string mm-hmm. instrument already. I can't for the life of me figure out the guitar. It's gonna take a long time. We'll
1: talk about it. We'll, yeah. We'll, but it's, again, it's trickier. You you know a method on how to get better at an instrument, yep. which is invaluable. Mm-hmm. You know how to read notes. You know how things should sound. Yeah. You know how you should approach things. Mm-hmm. But you still have to do it, and it's still new. It's still um, new. But even outside of music, I think it's been really valuable for me. I spent a lot of time really reading about non-musical things. Yeah. Listening to, I listen to very few music podcasts, Um yeah, me anyway. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I still do listen to a, a bunch of music podcasts, but that's not the main focus. I <laughs> yeah. don't start the day off because we don't want to make one that's just like them. And for us, that's why we're not really making a music podcast. It's yeah. just informed by our music background, mm-hmm. and then we just ramble about dumb whatever, shit. Comes <laughs> whatever comes to mind. Whatever comes to mind, right? Forever, yeah. literally. This is stream of consciousness, and I love it. Uh, unproduced blabbery, yeah, and and we had a good time. It's like therapy. Yeah, it's essentially therapy that we make you listen to. Yeah, for money. (laughs) (laughs) But really.
0: This is never going to cost you a dime.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Never. Speaking of that. Never Sponsor Casper Mattress. Yeah, Casper Mattress. Go Uh, and buy a fucking mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: it so I can pay my bills. This bed will unfold. Daddy TVK needs a new iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I dropped my phone and the crack is getting bigger.
1: I I I noticed the yeah God, it's God. it's it's kind
0: of fractured yeah. fractal before before long I'm gonna have glass in my thumb it's gonna be wild glass in your thumb that's mm. that's
1: like a good album that's title. a
0: good mixtape yeah title glass in my thumb yeah and it's like an allegory what's, for like
1: what's the opening track sound like?
0: Ow! Ah, 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 ah! bleeding. Call an ambulance. <laughs>
1: dude that track's going to kill. Dude, that. it's going to be fire. On the beat, you heard <laughs> it on the beat. Um bars. Bars. Um
0: the <laughs> Dude, I just I I really want to get in the booth right now. I don't know why. <laughs> This, this track's fire. I just, I just like. I just want to like spit on track. It's just a one take. <laughs> just yeah, no punch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Going out and trying out these new things yeah. again. The problem is, is we're surrounded by peers, and I, I commend them. I don't think it's the wrong move. They've mastered it. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned them before, who've really focused in mm-hmm. and achieved incredible success at the thing. They're hitting some of these dreams. You know, winding up playing with. The Met, the New York Field, the you name it, but there's just different paths. You've you've said each. this a few times on yeah. the pod, man. There are it, different paths to it, and so I like for us. I think it's going out and exploring these things, and then being able to bring in those contexts. It's going to take time because of how many those first rungs on the ladder. Mm-hmm. It's if anyone's tried, it's very hard to climb multiple ladders at the same time. You look like an idiot, but also it's dangerous. Like, life but is but long. It's
0: good. Life is long. I'm not tripping. long game. Long, game. I mean long game. And if I just die randomly, like okay, but I I,
1: I don't want to.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Please don't. But I'm I'm gonna try not to. I'm doing my best, Trevor. But Please LA don't. traffic. Dude, you know?
1: you know that really is the end of end of things, for real.
0: But like what what I mean is like
1: I don't want to like
0: give up and plan to just wait for the end, right? I want to plan to have a long life. I want to plan to gain a vast array of skills so that I can just make sure that people who spend time with me on this earth, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through an Instagram story, whether it's through uh, a, a dinner or or a family dinner, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, out with friends, drinks with friends. I want people to, to profoundly, I just want to make, Experiences that matter and times that I can look back on, you know, and I can't do that by not continuing to grow as a person. I think that there's so much vibrance to be gained and gleaned from this, this life.
1: We have a great advantage in this time, thanks to things like internet and the cheap, a couple cheap flights. We can see more of the world in a short time than... Any other time in in human in history. History. And, history,
0: and literally through the internet, just consuming yeah. media, just going on Netflix, you, you can, can never
1: leave your 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 basement like me, and, and you will experience the world. Yeah, you'll in, be incredibly well well traveled, mm-hmm. and experience just beyond what could ever be imagined. And so, to take advantage of that, I, that's just that's what interests me. I mm-hmm. I loved how you put it. I want to just provide. I think about experiences, and yeah. to provide others with an experience when I'm working on something. That's Mm -hmm. not what I think about. Mm -hmm. I don't want to like write a piece and oh, it sounds good or just did this (laughs) this, this clever (laughs) thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, Yeah. that's shallow. I want them to sit there and thinking about this, the the experience that there's more to it than just the piece Mm -hmm. or for you there's more to it than just that performance, Mm -hmm. that they're enjoying their experience and you're bringing something else to the table. And looking at, at some of the other greats now, uh, one person, of course, that talks a lot about kind of going out and doing different things and now ignoring all the, the cult of personality, but like an Elon Musk. Mm. How does he get to where he is? Ignore the bad Sadly. stuff. Let's let's focus in. He, one of the things he talked about is he would read other textbooks mm-hmm. and just something else. He'd be like, okay, today I'm going to focus in on biology. Mm-hmm. And he would just learn a floor Mm-hmm. Within baseline. each, yeah, he gets yeah. his baseline in multiple areas, mm-hmm. and that's something that's missing. If you go, you can get a PhD in in physics, and you miss out. This is something we've also talked about, in the pod, mm-hmm. and you, and you might miss out on one of the other areas of science because you do need that level of specialization to catch up to both your peers, and yeah. you have to know that stuff on the but cutting edge. Think too. of how yeah. much you miss, yeah, by leaving out other areas Mm -hmm. and for me yeah it's even beyond just other types of music we're always talking about Mm -hmm. film even beyond entertainment the sciences whatever it is going out and being able to pluck little bits little ideas from other areas is what i think is valuable for me Mm -hmm. and what it's what i'm interested in
0: i think what you're talking about is like i think there is a real need for both, the purists, the cutting edge, pushing the art, science forward. Mm-hmm. And there are people that really want to do that. Humans, even though we're like all very similar, we're all so super different in our needs and wants and desires in this Oh, money. There are people, yes. And I think that there is money to be had in the cutting edge, but only for a few just like the synthesizers, the people that sample and see and 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 try to convey the cutting edge to the mm-hmm. masses, that's where I think you and I sit. I think that's where we where we have our feet in both worlds, the pop mm-hmm. and the cutting edge. And so, what we're doing is we're being communicators to people who aren't who don't know the thickness of mm-hmm. physics. We do need people like that. Like the Neil deGrasse
1: Tysons. We have to you know, well we're Bill in that yeah, that type of tier. And it's kind of what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Neil deGrasse Tysons, your Bill Nye's, where they're are they in in the lab every day anymore? No, at mm-hmm. one point they were. Yeah. But think of how valuable it is their role for to have someone who looks cool, mm-hmm. has a nice selection of ties, and gets to go around <laughs> on complex and, and other yeah. areas. And in pop pros- culture, proselytize the, the coolness of science, and exactly. actually do it in a great way that, that gets we, people on board. We don't. We have very few people who do that. I think you know we get closer with like a Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. Um, to where he he does go out to other areas, people yeah. can recognize. He's him. like the first. He's cool. He's great. But he's still, he's definitely still that kind of subject matter expert. He's still one of, you know, your best- Since Bernstein. I yeah, think he's like the- That was yeah. that was, was going to uh, yeah. lead us towards. Like, he was a great example of being still incredibly good at the craft. Yeah. But worked towards getting other people in it. He does the education concerts, your West Side stories. He went out there. Plus, he looked dope as hell. And he's just sitting there chain smoking. <laughs> and- and having sex with everyone in New York, York. Yep. and still being great at what he does. Yep. That's just a really wonderful example of kind of what we need. We need a person to go out and have sex, have with, sex with everybody. I was like, that's, that's me. That's really the calling. That, that's,
0: that's literally me, Trevor. Yeah.
1: You see, you've just gone out. You're I'm diversifying with your sex. You're like, I'll yeah. have sex with scientists and I'll have sex with- Yeah, yeah
0: I have. They're, they're, they're very smart.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but- Yeah. In, in, in all any, series, any, anyway, anyway, Segway back, segue to back point. to, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> to a value,
0: man. See, this is what you, this is what happens when you, when you have a podcast with two men, yeah. as soon as the idea of sex comes on, we get super dumb and we like forget squirrel. where we are. <laughs> Who am I? Wait. <laughs> but we were talking about like synthesizing complex ideas and
1: sharing them. To, and then we're just like, Booty. and they were like boobs. Yeah, and then we Oops. synthesized it with our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we'll still we're still uh, working to overcome. Uh, but anyway, these guys uh, with with like all these legends, these seminal figures, we we don't necessarily That's have not the best word for this. I yeah, I tried <laughs> tributary. <laughs> tributary.
0: Man, I'm trying to get on board with you and then you just
1: you we're synthesizing my, here, let Drew. my mind Drew, drop. Drew, we're trying to once synthesize. Again. Okay. The, okay. I'm the the thing is we don't really have a Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, we don't. There's no equivalent. So when no. you think of science, asteroids coming to pass, who do you call? You
0: need people to be. But
1: you pull in, you call Neil. You call Something's Neil. discovered. Yeah. CERN does something. They call Neil. He goes on there. He 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 understands the original. That's the difference maker. He truly understands that he's an expert in his field, but he can always put it in, in a way that is interesting mm-hmm. to the masses. How yeah. does he do that? He actually knows what is the going masses on. are interested yeah. in. Yep. And he knows the science. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's kind of like, what a goal, what we're looking around. It's like, what makes me happy? I like talking. Mm-hmm. I like talking things out. I like rambling mindlessly on podcasts. Well, what's even. But reaching even, out to people. Even more with Neil. Yeah. Is
0: like, he has enough base knowledge, just like the Elon Musk's. Yeah. To bring in the experts. In the field and have a conversation, a and have a conversation, and synthesize and break down. He, he always those does that.
1: ideas pulling up uh, one of the again the I've mentioned this at least uh, once before. My first podcast I ever listened to was Star Talk, yeah, and that was before I realized podcasts were free. So we're I free. accidentally I bought it on, you iTunes, bought it on iTunes, like iTunes album sweet. one season. Like what an idiot, You're dumbass. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, I've heard of podcasting. Uh, this is podcasting and I went I on iTunes it. and I and you buy it like a CD. <laughs>
0: If only, only, yeah, and then and then just oh no, it's (laughs)
1: its own app and it's always free. No, I mean, fucking moron. It's okay. I forgive you. So, listening in on Neil, that was the podcast I listened to for a long time, Mm -hmm. and he has that base knowledge. He's able to bring in smart enough to bring in the expert. He's always bringing in and expert geologists. You name it, artist, Uh, artist, Jack Black is on. Yep. Uh, a weird one, a recent one I listened to, was kind of mind blowing. He brought on two of the other pa- podcasts I always listen to. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson, Stephen Dubner, freaking oh, I
0: love Stephen Dubner, and
1: James Altucher of the James Altucher. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, so he has. It was kind of just weird, confusing thing. It comes up on the feed. And I'm listening, and like, oh my god! I listen to each of their shows very frequently mm-hmm. and they're all there together cracking jokes having a good time mm-hmm. so neil he has the base knowledge of things you wouldn't think would be valuable yeah. of just your standard pop culture he's yeah. seen the movies mm-hmm. he's probably tweeted about how they messed up the science yep um yep he he's he's heard the songs Yeah. he knows the tunes mm-hmm. he knows what's funny what's entertaining mm-hmm. and so he truly has kind of gone out and synthesized Things that are normally ignored while still being kind of a subject matter expert. And that's something I think, you know, we're trying to aspire to, to be able to go sit in front of an audience and knows nothing about music and being fully comfortable to being able to translate what some of these people who are in music can do. It's something I've liked. I like diving in. I enjoyed that with my brief stint of kind of like teaching towards the college level mm-hmm. and teaching very advanced people and students teaching music theory you know, at, a, at a high level, very complex academic articles, you name it. But few things brought me more joy than trying to teach, you know, either a room full of kids or adults who had never, begin starting them off on their journey through music, mm-hmm. but being able to take this highly complicated stuff and present it to people who, in an engaging and interesting way. And I think to some degree, that's kind of what our calling is. 100%. Is, is the presenters, the marketers, I'm what, what some of the skills of our friends who are, who are very focused and done an incredible job mm-hmm. uh, going out and doing their thing. I want them to keep doing that. We yes. need, we need yeah. those people to keep pursuing to push the boundaries. And
0: they, there are people that want to do
1: that. And I want to be able to take what they do and- Make money on it. And, and profit <laughs> early off. Full, I'm going to pull a full Edison here. <laughs> no, Lewis Ladder, give me your fucking patent. He's going he's gonna to pull the Edison. Oh yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna pull a full Edison and just profit off their ideas. Poor
0: Lewis Latimer. Mm, tungsten filaments. <laughs> okay, I put really another sad black man crushed by the passage of time, as will be my fate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this was this is so much fun man i had, yeah. I had such a good this time is a essentially a single, so we were a single to, section we were supposed to talk about club. schools and it just devolved we, we didn't even get to usc we were talking about michigan
1: wow we've gone on a journey we've gone
0: on a journey
1: this is how our mind works um
0: to, uh, you know i need you to do we have a twitter
1: yeah we got twitter we have twitter tweet
0: at us with uh with an emoji. What should the emoji be?
1: Our Twitter handle is Faking Notes Podcast. Yeah. You can uh, add Faking at Faking Notes. Faking Notes.
0: At Faking Notes. And if you went on this journey, can you put a unicorn in a rainbow? Yeah. You, just you tweet still here with us yeah, somehow. You just went on a magical journey on the back of a magical unicorn named uh, Destiny.
1: Destiny. And, uh,
0: she's mostly temperamental, but- uh if you feed her uh sugar cubes cubes of happiness, she uh she farts no, I rainbows. Thinking, I was thinking heroin. Farts or yeah, that's that but they're sugar cubes of happiness, bro. Okay. Yeah. Don't tell them the secret ingredient. It's just a lot of cocaine. I, it's a I, lot of cocaine. I, she has a problem. Uh destiny needs to go to rehab. Destiny. Yeah.
1: Such a great cocaine unicorn name. Destiny isn't that, that
0: could, what destiny is anyway? It's just like a unicorn. That could be another crack.
1: band name: a Cocaine Unicorn. Cocaine Unicorn. Feature Destiny. Ooh, I like that,
0: dude. That's a dude. It can. Do, who's gonna be Destiny? Are you gonna be Destiny? Should I be Destiny?
1: I'm already uh, Lindrick Kamar. Lindrick Kamar. Okay, and so I'm you're destiny? Be destiny. Fuck. So you're gonna have to. No, like, you're gonna be Yestiny.
0: Yestiny. 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 I like Destiny. Destiny oh, well. sounds like a pejorative, like, <laughs> Hispanic woman. A uh, caricature <laughs> of a Hispanic woman. Destiny. I like that. And so I'll be, like, a mumble rapper, but, like, a female r- mumble rapper. And da And then you, like, edit my voice so it's, like, even, a female range. Even higher. Even higher. And then... I don't know. Photoshop me, or we just find a girl to like pretend to be me.
1: We can. We're gonna both we'll pursue this idea. we we'll pursue Okay. Cool. We've talked about.
0: Yeah. Recap. Okay. So schools. Schools, Michigan, USC. Uh, failing orchestras.
1: What might need to change? Yeah. Elon how to Musk. present? Elon to Musk. People. Elon Musk. Uh,
0: drug addicted unicorns.
1: I've had a journey today.
0: It's it's been it's been a ride. Oh, we still got to do that Lendrick um, uh photo album art shoot.
1: We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we
0: got we for real. Like I think that's <laughs> I've been thinking about that throughout this conversation. I'm like, this is actually like pretty good comedy.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm about it. Yeah. So, so it, it's nice sitting here. We're talking it out, and we want you, the listener, yeah, to you can also email us. You can tweet at us, our email, yeah. Yeah. Twitter. Pretty much all our handles are Faking notes podcast Faking notes So podcast. FakingNotesPodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us in a question. Sign us up for newsletters we mm-hmm. don't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll always accept. And, <laughs> you know, just like let, let us know what you've been thinking about these things. So this yeah. has been kind of like a huge, essentially singular topic pod. And yeah. sometimes it's it's called for that. We've had a good time on this journey
0: Yeah, we want to keep it going. We want to keep it going and we want to actually like really involve people in the podcast. Like we want to involve your input. We want to hear what you guys are thinking about what you're talking about because we're as like communicators and as people who are synthesizing the avant-garde with the pop, we want to know actually what. People in the field and also people in the pop are thinking, so we can have better ideas. So yeah. We can have better conversations. And so,
1: let us know how yeah. we can help you.
0: And just and what what's, what are you thinking about the pod? Like, what are some things that you want us to talk about in the cultural zeitgeist, and like, how can we synthesize that with the the
1: classical perspective? And if you give us more money, we'll just keep saying the word "synthesize." Synthesize. Syn- synthesis.
0: It's it's like it's like a it's like synergy. It's like synergistic S- development in. Human resources.
1: So I think it's time for a sign off. Sign off. Hey man, hey. I hope you have a great
0: rest of your day. And like, I'll see you on Wednesday when we yeah. uh, Brant, when we interview our guests. We have a, actually another guest coming through. Oh my goodness, uh, yeah, he's an incredible R and B singer, friend of mine, and a violist So you already know it's about the lady. Lady, lady, lady like a all right, we out. Peace. Peace.